But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. We have run out of power converters, so I guess we'll talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. I'm Greg Smith. And let's cover the news, and we've actually got some news today. As we are recording this on Wednesday, AMG, Atomic Mass Games, has just had their Twitch transmission covering the three Star Wars games, and we'll get to all that. But first, uh, what have we been up to lately, guys? Uh, I can lead off by saying all four of us this uh, last weekend. Last weekend? No, it was the weekend before. Gosh, things time flies. Yeah, it was right after we recorded our last episode. Indeed. Uh, well, we competed in that Alpha Qualifier for the Gold Squadron Flight Cast Tournament. Uh, how did we all do? Oh, just fine. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, just fine. <laughs> I did the worst, so I will start. That's not true. That is true. I, you played I six rounds. I played... No, but you played six rounds. I only played five. Oh, whatever. Don't take this away uh, from me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the loser. Uh, so I went three and two with the uh, Sun Fox plus six swarm. Um, I lost my first round uh, in a close game. Uh, my opponent, I wouldn't say he slow played me. He was just slow the entire time. And if uh, if I'd gotten a couple more rounds in, I think I would have won. But uh, but he played well, and credit to him. Okay. Uh, and then I won three. Uh, special shout out to my uh, my round two opponent, Tim Sicardi. I think that's how you spa- pronounce it. Um, he was flying a Luke Wedge Nora Alpha Strike list, and uh, he tore into my vultures. And I got his Luke down to one health with like a damaged engine and a weapons failure. And we both completely forgot about the damaged engine. Uh, he turns out to get out, and like three turns later, after he's long gone, because I couldn't chase him down, he goes, oh my god, I had the damage engine, and we talk it over for a while, and he's like, I'm just taking Luke off the board. And he wouldn't take no for an answer, he just picked him up, said, nope, Luke's dead, there's no way he would have lived through that with the damaged engine. And uh, so, I mean, that's just like the epitome of amazing uh, sport, like sportsmanship. Quality sportsmanship. (laughs) Yeah, literally removed his own ship just because he forgot about a crit. And uh, so, so huge shout out to Tim. Um, seriously, like he, uh, my first round was really rough, and then that round happened, and I was in a really good mood afterwards because I played such an amazing guy. Yeah, what um, a guy! Double yeah. shout out, even though I wasn't involved. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. And then in round five, I hit the hardest possible counter that I've ever seen. Uh, it was Bosk Dangar L three, uh, but Bosk and Dangar were loaded out so that he killed a vulture, two vultures a turn for the first three turns, except for turn two where he two shot Sunfok. So uh, I died in five rounds of combat. Uh, like I was countered so hard I couldn't even be mad. It was just like okay, I lose this game. Uh, and then because I was already in veterans, no matter what happened, I went ahead and dropped, and I wouldn't have been able to play in the cut. Uh, Sunday anyway. Um, okay. So not the not the craziest result or anything, but uh, I'm pretty happy with how the the list flew. Um, yeah. So that was my performance. All right, uh, Greg. You also made it into the veteran tier. How'd your day go? Uh, so I finished three and three. I flew a modified uh, version of my six hyenas with pressions. Uh I changed it like last minute, like a fool. And then I never practiced with it. So super awesome. Just take discords. Don't worry about tracers and stuff. So it had two tracers, two ions, and then uh, two with no munitions. Uh, discords just put out that, um, I don't know if you want to call it auto damage, but you can um, you can really rely on it better. So uh, a lot of variants of my games. Um, let's see, I flew, I won my first game by one point. That was pretty crazy. 
and then I lost to Doug's father, Bob Howe. Uh, he just F's in the chat just destroyed oh. me. Destroyed I, uh, I failed me. to mention that in round four, I also played my father, Bob Howe. <laughs> in an elimination game, he played. Yeah, his yeah, we were both. Again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Dion, known enemy of Tashi Station now. Well, known enemy of Howe's, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say, um, we all think he's pretty cool. You know, Dion as a person is great, but his tournaments hate me and my father. So he's our enemy now. They get paired a lot. Official um, Howe feud has been declared. But that was a super fun game. Uh, let's see. I beat uh, Kylo Tabson. Um, I blocked Kylo into a corner with bombs or with That's mines. That's such a pretty picture. Yeah, yeah, that's that's picture Fantastic. Yeah, I'll totally do that. Um, and then I beat some Jedi. It was like a it was like a Republic salad list. A couple of Jedi, a Jedi general and a Y-Wing. Um, really nice guy. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And then I lost terribly to Octor. He was flying a scum swarm, which looking at his list, you would think, okay, this is simple. It was four mining guild ties, three six with tractor beam, and one sick that was naked. But Octor's flying it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I instantly. That too. Like, it, it feels really strong. Yeah, it's not a lot when we were, uh, whatchamacallit. Brainstorming lists for scum swarms came up with that idea, but this was before the tractor change, I think. Before yeah. tractor so one, we it fit with four, four, four tractors, four ties before yeah. the points change. Yeah, our very whole similar game... to, the, to spo spoilers middle's list. But... Mm -hmm. uh, our whole spoilers. game, we were like just talking to each other, like on our engage, mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, well, if I come up here, you're gonna do this, and he's like, yeah, and I was like. So if I go over here, you're going to do this? Yeah, probably. And then he would say the same thing. He's like, well, if you shoot straight through the rocks, then I'm going to do that. Like, it was crazy. We were just talking, and it was just so neat. And then, obviously, we did the engage, and, well, obviously, he, be he beat me pretty bad. So uh, it did not go my way. And yeah. it took me two rounds to kill one mining guiltai, which oh. I had ioned and blocked the next round. And oh had my God. shots yeah. into it. Fully modded with target lock. It was just Oof. rough. He just, he was, I was consistently rolling two. He was consistent, consistently rolling two evades. And like, he was just like, okay. <laughs> like, every time he would roll two evades, he's like, three, like, three and I'm like, oh, this is going to do that sometime. Yeah. And uh, so that one went terribly, uh, but he flew amazing. He never got bombed because he never flew into the middle. He blocked himself mm -hmm. on me. Or he blocked himself on his own ships. It was amazing to watch him fly against me. I was I was I was mad that I lost the game because I needed to, but it was an amazing game because uh, I had never well, uh, uh, talked to him before and I've seen him play a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I've never had the pleasure to play cool. against him, but he's clearly an amazing Super player. Super nice dude. Uh, yeah. And then my last game, I jousted a Protorp six swarm and got roasted. I traded two hyenas, two full hyenas. For one shield on a V. Oh, and oh. I said, congratulations, sir. You now have 200 points. I have zero. <laughs> I hope you make the cut. And he did. <laughs> and I, I think he went to the top 16. I also followed his Twitch channel. And uh, he was a real nice guy. So that's how my tournament went. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm going next. Uh, well, spoilers. I took the from Doug. I took the seven six one that we were talking about last time. Um, my first game went to time, and I won by a couple of points. Um, round two, I won by slightly more points right before time, and then round three and four got bigger, um, bigger wins quicker, which was nice. Um, 
I played against quite a few um, scum lists. I went three ship, two ship, three ship in the first three rounds. So that was nice. Um, round five, I played on stream, which Dion posted today. Um, about five hours ago. So go watch that if you're interested. Um, it went really well for me. Uh, round six, I played against the guy who ended up coming in first in Swiss, Sam Dameron, going with the five public Y-Wings. I jousted the front with half and the back with the other half. And the front <laughs> ones ate torps and the back half ate bombs. <laughs> I did it on turn three when it was four Y-Wings versus four six because it was late and we were tired. And we both wanted to be done playing. <laughs> and I could not play in the cut on Sunday, thinking it was a one-day event. But uh, yeah, I won five and one, made ace tier. Um, so I'm happy for that. Yeah, you and Sam were both undefeated going into that round. We were, yes. Indeed. Uh, I also ended up going five and one, but in a much less uh, likely fashion. I was flying the 4X2Z with tracers. And my first round was against Nobby, uh, an Australian player who I knew from flying A-Wings. This time he was flying the uh, Poe and 3As, the kind of uh, standard resistance Poe and his amazing friends, and just absolutely outmaneuvered me. We took it down to time, and it was close, but he realized, you know, we, look, we looked at points because we were just constantly giving each other points updates, and he, he was very apologetic. He said, I'm going to save Poe. And I'm pointing completely the wrong direction with my ships. And I just went, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm going to try and catch you. So we played as fast as we could, and I just couldn't. So that one, I started, oh, and when I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident if I wind up in the recruits tier. That's, you know, that's where I feel I belong. And then I managed to pull off somehow five wins in a row to end the day 12th overall. Somehow an ace. And, of course, I did play in the cut on Sunday and bombed out in the first round. To Alex's stream opponent, actually, uh, uh, Renaud Venz of Belgium. We had set up, and I guess having a good night's sleep ruined my momentum because. I've had that happen a lot. Yeah. Of oh, definitely. Definitely have had the night between a uh, Swiss and a cut ruin. Because I. The games I had won, what I would do with my swarm was put them together set up the rocks to where there was at least one corner of the board that was big open space. And I would slowly just head for that corner, then K-turn everybody and say, okay, I'm fighting out of this corner now. And most players let me get away with that. Only Renaud leads with one of his ships into the middle of the rocks. And I think, oh, oh, this is perfect. That's his high value ship. I can turn in and get him but I just misjudged the angles and I didn't have the range. And so now, yep, all of my ships come in in a conga line. He takes that little, you know, ship right out there. And I just realized, oh no, I, and I ended up bumping my Zs. So I had no tracers for that round. And I just thought, oh no. And he just proceeded to delete one ship around at me. And at this point, I realized, I was like, I, I did the wrong thing. If I would have stuck to my game plan, it would have been a much better engage. But I got greedy thinking I can get him here. And I couldn't. And he was a very good player. Put me in a position where he had the advantage and capitalized on it perfectly. Shout out to him. That was amazingly well done. And one thing, uh, other thing I want to say about that is um, the what if the good night's sleep hurt your momentum, it could have only helped his because when I played him around five, it was two a.m. his time. Yeah, he's also so, in like, Belgium, so yeah, so he ended up <laughs> getting a night's sleep and playing you at a much more friendly time of day than it was. True, when he played me. So very true. What hurt you could have only helped him. Yeah, 
but, uh, but also no. uh, not to undersell yourself all like you had an amazing run like seriously yeah. though oh no I, I fully agree with that I was mad when I lost because I realized that I had I had made the mistake and made the bad choice and put myself into that situation and all I could think of was I fell for the trap and that's how I had won the previous five games was making my opponent fall into that trap and I was like oh my petard I am hoisted so <laughs> But yet, yeah, somehow, I, I made it into the ace bucket. I apologize in advance to all of my opponents in this uh, upcoming tournament. I'm going to be in full-on horse loose in a hospital mode. That's I have no idea what I'm talking about when, you, when he said selling yourself short. Yeah. <laughs> you earned your place there. Yeah, but this is... I plenty mean, of good performances in the past. I, which is, you, you put know, a lot of work into that list, too. I, I fully agree. It's just uh, this is much higher than I expect it to be. So maybe in the, the month and a half between now and the ace tournament, I'll... I'll get in the right mindset for it. But at this moment, I'm like, you know, how, how did I do this? But it, it worked. So I guess, uh, thanks again to Dion and everybody who put this on. Great event. Great yeah. event. Speaking of Dion, actually last weekend, the reason I got a little confused, if, uh, you follow the gold squadron, uh, flight cast stuff doug and I both got to do commentary for some of the, uh, gold squadron gauntlet games. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Reminded and, you our fans, um, about the the aces and veterans and recruits tier championships coming up, those are all hyperspace. So Matt and I will not be able to fly the same lists we flew to make the tournament at the tournament. Uh, all you have to do is drop jamming beam. Don't, don't give me that. I was saying, I, the jamming beam. I played against the decimator, and then the jamming beam was a super mega clutch against that. But also, the jamming beam won me two other games. So I like, wish it's... I wish that the YouTube recordings had the Twitch chat going because I was watching part of your game, and sad jamming beam guy has fans now. Yeah, well, that was yeah, just he's sad the new guy. <laughs> he's the new number pink. We I... need sad jamming beam guy shirts. Also, wasn't our uh, our local Mike Winek playing against the person who ended up making Number Pink popular? Yes. yes. So Kansas City knows how to make ship generic nicknames. Indeed. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's get into today's news. We were, most of us, at work watching the Twitch stream from AMG today. Uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can see the air quotes, work. I was uh, at work. <laughs> Yeah, you were. You have a real job. <laughs> I was at. I was at my real job. <laughs> yeah, I know. Doug and I were actually in the building. <laughs> I was attending my appointed workplace, <laughs> which is real close to the snack fridge, ain't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Atomic Mass Games did their first of their Star Wars uh, transmissions, as they're calling them, and uh, we had Will Schick, who's head of product development, and Simone Elliott, who's head of studio came on and they talked in a very transparent manner, which I really appreciated, about everything ranging from the reason for the move being to designate FFG, Fantasy Flight Gaming, as the board gaming arm of Asmodee, and Atomic Mass Games is a focused miniature studio. We knew that from earlier announcements, but it was good to kind of hear that, verify that they were specifically going to be focusing with their team on miniatures and acknowledging that you don't develop and market a miniatures game in the same way that you do a card game or a board game. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was nice to get some official uh, word about it. Mm -hmm. uh, the other just minutiae that they are increasing their staff. They've got former FFG employees on staff as well as some outside hires that they're bringing in. Uh, that they will be moving content to an AMG website for each of these Star Wars games. That'll mostly be coming in the second half of the year. They're still working out the logistics on that. 
So most of the news they'll be putting out will be via Atomic Mass Games social media. They talked about doing Wednesday and Friday Star Wars live streams. So that could be anything from painting Legion miniatures to discussing new content. That's going to be nice to have kind of a regular news stream coming out of them. They did mention that March 18th through the 20th, they're going to have big streaming news, kind of like they did during Gen Con, but without any convention tied to it. They're just going to use that time to put out, they said, anywhere from four to six streams a day talking about new things they've got coming in. That's going to be an interesting thing going forward. I wonder if, uh, like, obviously they're probably doing that now because there aren't going to be any big conventions for the next few months. But I'm curious if they'll do what uh, FFG did, where like Gen Con will be a big reveal time once our, the world's back open. That's like, true. Or will they just keep this? Uh, they'll just release every, announce everything via streams. Yeah. I, I guess you going either way. Yeah. yeah, they did make a quick notice about uh, organized play. There will be a larger announcement this Thursday. So after as this goes up, they will already have made their big organized play announcement. So hopefully that's good news. But the main things they said is that they will not be running any kind of Worlds event in 2021. Uh, they just said there's no way they can look towards getting any kind of qualifiers or things done ahead of time. Hey, no idea what's, yeah, what space is going to be open. Uh, they have said that when they do start organized play, they will have events eventually feeding into a Worlds 2022 for X-Wing, Armada, and Legion as they're going forward. Indeed. But that, hope that, that organized play can start in the second half of this year at the local level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they said they're going to be focusing on store-level organized play, exploring different modes of play, narrative-based stuff. One of the things they said uh, that Will was real big on was explore what you can do with your collection. So the idea that you're not going to have useless things sitting on the shelf. They want to do stuff with everything. I'm pretty sure that means they're going to look into Epic. I'm pretty sure they're going to look into some of these uh, narrative play modes, maybe single-player stuff. They specifically mentioned for Legion, not X-Wing, they're down mode based on the comic. Mm -hmm. and uh, That's a cool thing for Legion, and if they can do something like that with X-Wing, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I really like the uh, the excitement they had for it as well. One of the things that they dropped very subtly, what Will said, was digital content uh, beyond the app. So that might be anything from, and this is just spitballing, complete hypothetical, a official tabletop simulator mod or things of that nature. They said so that people who are playing digitally will have content. It could even be something similar to like the Magic the Gathering Arena where it's their own official program. Mm -hmm. I want an ELO. I want ranked online. Oh. That's what I want. No, no, no. See, I played Magic the Gathering back in the ELO days, and it's ELO, not ELO. It's after somebody's name. It's, it's not an acronym. Well, fine. <laughs> I want ranked ELO for X-Wing. I want to be the rank one X-Wing player in America. Yeah, And well, I want it on the internet where it's convenient. <laughs> FFG had mentioned doing that. They talked about having, what is it, the, the vault that they have for uh, Keys, Keyforge, where yeah. you have a registered number, kind of like Magic used to do with DCI numbers. I really like that idea. Uh, the downside being there are problems with doing that in countries that have specific digital privacy laws. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Wizards of the Coast moved away from it, from it with Magic. So... Uh, Again, I would love a, a worldwide player database that you could compare yourself to, but that's all pie in the sky right now. Other things, uh, the, the, the announcement that had the Twitch chat going insane, they have no intention of working towards a third edition. They are happy with the state of the game. They'll be providing regular points updates and app updates, but it is still the same game that AMG is going to be producing. 
things will. Yeah, be- I mean, I think this was the obvious decision. I think people were just fear mongering essentially. Like, yeah, it's they've made it pretty clear that this is just Asmodee shifting stuff around so that it makes more sense for each company to specialize. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. it, it like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be like, here's an established game now, remake it. Absolutely. So, yeah, they everybody thought the sky was falling. And with all of this, they pretty much just like squashed all of those crazy outlandish things everybody was saying. Yeah, like they, they were just like, yeah, everything's fine. Like we're gonna just make this even more awesome. Like we love this game. And with them saying that, I was just like, this is great. So, yeah, it was really good to hear. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Yeah, I think it also is because the Atomic Mass Games website is so content bare at the moment. And it even looks very bare bones because that's not where they've focused their uh, news distribution in the past. They have said they made one game and then a pandemic hit two months later. (laughs) Exactly. So they've said that they will be opening up uh, Star Wars rules forums on the AMG site in the next couple weeks. Starting with Legion and then eventually X-Wing and Armada. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that uh, X-Wing is not the first one that's coming. So we will have to be patient there. Probably X-Wing is very complicated as far as that. Well, also that Legion has had a lot of new things come out most recently. So they're going to need the complicated rules updates for their newer stuff pretty quickly, I would imagine. Uh, but speaking of new stuff, we did get some previews of new materials, new ships, and well, not new ships, but at least new repaints, three squadron packs that were uh, somewhat spoiled a couple months ago without any content, but now we have some of the content with them. Uh, Alex, why don't you talk about the first one that they announced? Uh, I don't remember which order they talked about, so I'm just going to do the scum one. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> um, so first, the uh, squad for scum, there's they're for the three OG factions. I'll just get that out of the way now. Um, the Scum One is coming with two Y wings and a Hawk. Um, unfortunately, not able to get a good look at any of the either of the Y wing pilots shown in the spread. But the Hawk is Kane and Jarrus as a smuggler. Yeah. It's super. Yeah. Um, he's an I three Hawk with a Force. Uh, his pilot ability is while you or a ship in your mobile arc defends which extends to range three because there's no range limit. You may spend one force. If you do, the attacker rolls one fewer attack die. Now, this is specifically better than his ability as a ghost pilot. Significantly. Um, It works on itself, which the ghost pilot doesn't, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, the ML arc is better than uh, just the front arc, I think is what Kanan is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then working on yourself. Like, it's, it's, it's doubly better. Also, it's on a way cheaper ship than a ghost. True. Probably. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, um, yeah, we've got we've got no idea as to cost on this. I would imagine he would be costed probably more than Paylob. Well, so Smell and I were just talking about this before the cast. Like Paulob doesn't technically have a purple number, but like his ability is better than a purple number. Um I would guess you're correct. Like so Paulob is forty. My guess is that he comes out of forty one, but I think that they're Either equal or maybe even Polyp's still a little better. Mm-hmm. My first instinct. The only thing going for Kanan in that is that Polyp doesn't work on Jedi or droids. Yeah. Kanan does. But uh, but Polyp's ability is significantly more impactful um, than the one force Kanan has. Um, the question is, is it going to be worth loading Kanan up with like Moldy Crow and making him a carry ship that's defensive? Or do you run him as a support ship where he's just 
making your other ships more defensive. It's going to be a big yeah, part cost of is going to be the big thing. I'm leaning towards uh, support Kanan at the moment. Also, there's possibly there's a new Hawk title in there as well. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that'd be yeah. cool. My gut would also say you lean towards support Kanan. Um, I mean, not that like just putting multi on them isn't good because obviously you do that with a lot of the Hawks that are support based. All of them. <laughs> yeah. But this feels like the first one where you really could just go with a cheap, no multi crow slash, you know, any other title, uh, cheap Hawk support ship. Um, because the more you put points into him, the more he's going to get focused. And even with his ability, Hawks aren't particularly tanky. No, they are not. Five health behind two agility can go down really quickly once you start exhausting your defensive mods. Yeah. That being said, this is another scum uh, force user, so Maul is an option on him. Oh. He's uh, actually, he'll be the best scum sense carrier. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah, it is uh, Lost Padawan, so if you've read the Kanan Jarrus comics, this is during his time running around post-Order 66. Much like Anakid, he might have a talent instead of a four slot. We don't know yet, so. Indeed. Yeah, there's no way to know until they release it, which is coming, spoilers, in a bit. Yep. Uh, Doug, why don't you uh, cover Sky Strike Academy? One moment. Uh, Sorry, I was definitely not looking for What's up? <laughs> uh, why don't you cover the Sky Strike Academy Squadron pack that's going to be coming out? Uh, that's Empire, I assume. I don't remember the names. That is indeed yeah. the Empire. Did you uh, not watch yeah. Rebels? Uh, I mean, yeah, I watched Rebels, but that doesn't mean I memorized every little name. For shame. Anyway, uh, it comes with two interceptors and a defender. Uh, what we know for sure is that Sienna Ree is going to be an I six interceptor, which. Uh, all you ace fanboys out there is can only be good like oh yes <laughs> <laughs> uh and then the uh specific card that was shown is gideon hask who's an i4 interceptor same ability he has in the tie fighter while you perform an attack against a damage defender roll one additional attack die um this is really good but uh i don't know the interceptor is a really frail chassis and if he's paying many more points over a saber i'm not sure how good this will actually be it's a bit of a question mark. Um, obviously, the potential to have a four-die interceptor is strong. Especially uh, just... in Initiative 4, where he's going to be shooting after higher initiative ships like Soontir and Sienna, possibly. Yeah, the bigger problem is that he's an I-4 interceptor, so he could just easily pop. That is true. Um, like So Sabres right now are probably pretty good in hyperspace, uh, but they're still bad in Extended. At least that's my assumption. Um, and like Turfineer is like... 42 or something like that. He's like five more points than a saber, seven more points than a saber. And if Gideon comes around out around Tur's price, I don't think he'll be very good. Okay. But again, okay. this is all just first look. Uh, who knows? Um, I know the I five was uh, Volt Scaris, right? Volt, yep, Volt Scaris in the yeah, defender. Yeah, he's, he's an I five defender, which will be good. Uh, you have the potential for like a double advanced sensor, Rexler, Volt. Uh, shenanigans. You can never get to oh. shoot me and we're super tanky and this is awful. Uh, so Empire got lots of quote goodies. <laughs> I, I'm kind of happy about this. Uh, I've been really liking flying interceptors in hyperspace lately. Assuming that these are all going to be hyperspace legal, which never never a guarantee soon to reason, for example. But uh, I'm really hyped to see what Sienna's pilot ability is, what Scarix can do, what other ships' uh, new name pilots come in this. So, uh, man. And the paint jobs look amazing on these, too. Oh, they're so amazing. <laughs> Which one is really the Defender is by far my favorite paint job, potentially ever. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I love the... that it's yellow. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. 
And again, I believe this is what we saw uh, Volskarek flying in the Academy episodes of Indeed. Rebels. But yeah, it, and it's so, because yellow is a color you don't see a whole lot in Star Wars. Everything, you know, all your ships are usually in very kind of shades of gray, blue with occasional red markings on it. So that makes it look really unique, especially among the Imperial ships. That's also the paint job I use for my Defender and Squadrons. Ah. So that's... I, haven't, I haven't gotten good enough at Squadrons to get paint jobs yet. <laughs> it, it, it happens pretty quick. Okay. I'm hoping. Right. And then uh, the Rebels have the Phoenix Cell pack. Uh, Greg, why don't you go over what they previewed about that? So the Phoenix Cell, um, it has a B-Wing, which is painted up just like from the Rebels TV show, the prototype. Uh, so it's, it's red. It's got that great red paint job. And then two A-Wings, which are also painted up like Rebels. Mm-hmm. And they're like a... Was that like a beige and like two two types of green, two colors? Yeah, of green? I really dig that paint job. Yeah, I love it. Everything they did there, like they just killed these paint jobs. They're incredible. Um, and we got so in the picture with the three ships, you have Wedge and Tilly's at Initiative Four in an A wing, which I am super excited about. Uh, Sabine Wren at an Initiative Three in an A wing, and then. <laughs> And initially, very apprehensive about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be kind of crazy. Uh, I hope Wedge still has his ability because I feel like that would make his two die attack like, like really good. You know, you could just throw him in a list rather than just like Jake. You know, yeah, every list is just like, like, oh, I got some points thrown. Yeah, Jake's definitely like auto included rebels right now, but that this will mix that up with either Sabine if she has the same ability or Wedge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited about those. Um, and then an initiative six B wing pilot. Harris and Dula. Oh, yes. So many, people, so many people are happy about this. And her and the theme I love it. Uh, yeah. I have my doubts as far as the actual strength of the pilot, but I love that, that, that Harris I6. And her ability has changed uh, from her, because I think the shuttle and the ghost, she has the same build. Yeah, where you can switch your uh, red and blue maneuvers. Right. That so... would be really strong in a B Wing. Yeah, yes. that would be amazing. In yes. really uh, so her new ability is, while another friendly ship at range 1 to 2 defends or performs an attack, you may transfer one of your focus tokens, evade tokens, or locks to that ship. So, super neat. I guess you can arc dodge with your I6, so you might not need your tokens. I don't know. Yeah, she's like a better hollow, I guess. Like, it's a may yeah. instead of a must. Um, mm-hmm. And with the B-Wing title, all three of those actions are barrel roll link into... So she has that kind of flexibility there, too. Yeah, good point. Dodge and uh, pass some tokens. It's interesting that they changed her ability, but I agree, because uh, Hera's ghost pilot ability would be so amazing on a B-Wing. Much in the same way that Sabine, the ability she has in the TIE Fighter and uh, Shuttle, would be really, really amazing on a Shadowcaster. So they gave her a different kind of useless one there. And cross-faction pilots always have different abilities. Mm-hmm. But, but this... Sabine's TIE Fighter Escapecraft ability is going to be phenomenal on an A-Wing if she still has it. Oh, yeah. If it's that same ability. What was it yeah. you were saying, Doug? Welcome to Initiative 3 Supernatural Kyla. Yeah, it's just an I3 Super Kyla. Like, she has to barrel roll first to do it. But like, oh, well. Like, <laughs> she can barrel roll, then boost, then do a blue, and take an action. Like, that's that's crazy strong. Yeah. Balance also, a little bit by Initiative 3. The same ability, which I might not. Yeah, that's an assumption there. The thing about Hera, though, that I am worried about right off the bat is going to be the points. Yeah, so this is my kind of problem with her, too, is 
we had this a very similar discussion uh, about a year ago, actually, whenever Gina Moonsong was uh, announced. Mm-hmm. And uh, like people loved her and thought that her ability was great. And then it turned out you didn't really want to spend 50 points on a B-Wing that doesn't get passive mods like Braylon <laughs> and Ten do. And uh, the I-5 isn't actually that helpful. And the I-6 is going to be the same. But the fact is that a B-Wing just isn't an ace. It's a jouster. Um, so like Kara's ability in theory could be good, but a lot of times you're going to need that action for yourself. And you're not getting a ton of value out of the I six, so I'm just I'm a little worried that she'll be too expensive to be useful. One possibility with her, which this actually just occurred to me, is that if rebels want to go with a high initiative alpha strike list, like she's a really good fit for that because well, she, she gets to attack. Will shoot at I six and then some kind of Luke or Nora to follow up afterwards. Yeah, actually, where, where I can see her being useful and what's thematic about uh, the ship coming from that episode is with a bunch of like the the i1 phoenix a wings that are going to be your last ones to shoot if it comes down to their turn in the initiative order and she has not spent that token or lock she can like a leader pass it along to one of the lower initiative ships to use right but the thing is is that doesn't happen very often no it doesn't but again and i know you hate this it's thematic oh no i I, I like from a thematic standpoint yeah but think about somebody like garvin who gets to use his token and then pass it and that doesn't happen all the time like This is even yeah. more limited because she has to not spend her token. And most of the time you spend your tokens on offense. Right. With, with a B-Wing, you want to be spending that focus on offense. You've got a three-die gun. You want to punch people in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. And you want to keep your lock, too, so you can shoot twice, right? That's the caveat. Yeah, if you're running, if you you're running the it. title, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two points for the title plus whatever you're running for the cannon. Uh, that, yeah. But my yeah, thing that, is, if you treat her as a blank pilot ability and just run her as an I-6 heavy-hitting ship with somebody like Wedge and then a Luke or a Nora... Um, like you see that kind of old style high initiative three ship rebel jousting lists that were really big for part of 1.0. Mm. Um, they're not particularly powerful lists in general, but people love them, and this gives them an option to, to use them. I'm thinking of permitting something like FCS isn't terrible on her because then she gets predator essentially and then gets to pass her target lock. True, I wouldn't right, say it's yeah. amazing, but B wings have terrible defense anyway, so target locking every turn is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded kind of of the uh, Firestorm special at the end of 1.0, which was Captain Nim and Tenum with Mangler Cannon and chucking Proton Bombs and things like that, because you use Veteran Instinct to bump them both up to high initiative. Uh, that was a you know phenomenal real quick alpha strike like that. Hera's, I mean, this, this I don't see any way this ship comes in below 50 points or most likely even higher because Gina's 50. So, yeah, but Gina's yeah. all around bad. Yeah, but I was, and this is better for at I six with a blank pilot ability. It, so you're going to see. I I agree with you that she probably won't be cheaper than Gina, but I don't know that I would take her at fifty over like Braylon or ten. Just the two initiative just isn't relevant enough on a B wing. Mm-hmm. And especially because the type of list I was referring to is like in that three ship high initiative dressing list was not something like Nim the Firestorm. I'm talking some like the the West Biggs Corin lists that yeah. were before that that kind of thing. You can now do like Wedge. Hera, Luke, or Wedge, Hera, Nora. Probably still not a great list, but you know people are going to play it because they love those lists. Actually, you mentioned that. I'm thinking Wedge, Hera, Corrin might actually, depending on points, be... Hmm. And she does have a Torp slot. So yeah. she can, she can, you can just bring Wedge, Luke, and Nora all with Torps and throw three I-5 plus um, Proton Torpedoes, and then that's your list. Hmm. Probably not a good list. Of people like <laughs> that kind of list. That is true. Nice. Right, so. 
and the good news about this, all three of these squadron packs are due out March 26th. So make mark your calendars, go to your local gaming stores or wherever you can procure X-Wing. And these are coming out in a month and a half, guys. I'm super excited for some OG releases. Me too. Yeah. How, ooh, how long has it been since we actually got a new Rebel or... Uh, well, well, a year no, ago, we had card packs. Time yeah. Brute. Yeah, and the the brute. That's what I'm saying. You know, Rebel, and then uh, new scum ships was the mining guild tie. Mining guild tie, yeah. So this is the first. Uh, well, it's not even a new ship. You know, we haven't got a new ship for Rebels yet. But again, new content for Rebels that isn't just some cards. The paint jobs all look amazing on them. The the scum ones I really like. That uh, kind of the black and does look like the black and white black sun paint jobs. It looks more like a uh, that or not the black and gold. But kind of. Yeah, charcoal gray, gray maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just excited for a new, more uh, Y wings with the new sculpt that looks amazing. Yeah. Um, compared to the old sculpt. Mm -hmm. They actually have a turret and all that fun stuff. Uh, these, uh, so pretty much this was all wonderful news today that we got. Uh, I really appreciated them being so open and transparent and saying straight up that we're going to be giving you new content. We're going to be constantly in communication with the fan base over social media that looks like they're really AMG being a newer company, I think is a little more geared to do that versus something like FFG, which was already established by the time social media became a thing. Uh, AMG has been doing really good with Marvel crisis protocol, keeping you know everybody updated, providing new content, providing things like new game modes, even during this you know year of downtime, They've been really doing a great job on that. So I've, I've got good feelings about this. This is also a company that probably came in uh, prepared for OP, whereas FFG was started as a board game company. And like they probably had little organized play things, but nothing to the level that like X-Wing blew up into. Um, so I, I think we'll see really good stuff from them quickly. Indeed. Um, I have great faith in AMG after today. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to you know, new stuff. I say I'm looking forward to new stuff, but we had two waves released that I haven't bought anything from yet. Same, uh, I'm multiple ways behind. Yeah. Tax returns are going to come in, and I'm just going to have to wander into Game Cafe and be like, John, hook it right into Haynes. Uh, yeah. Uh, one other thing they did cover, and this is another thing that's going to relieve people, that all unlike crisis protocol and legion all of these models will still be painted they're not doing what people feared and saying oh we're now doing unpainted models nope uh, x-wing is still going to be all fully painted models that you purchase and assembled if that wasn't clear yeah i can't even this was expected like also there, there, there was, there was even know that was the concern people had people, until yeah, today yeah. People got people were getting crazy, like saying they would leave the game if they weren't the models. Well, I'm sure a lot of people would, but that's the point: is that X-wing is a pre-painted, pre-assembled miniatures game. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. So they, it was it. nice that they just came out and they said, "We are painting the models; they will be produced painted." So that was nice. Yeah. yeah Will even said that's one of the most fun they have is being able to, you know, show you pre-painted. You know, they said for Legion and. Uh, crisis protocol they have what they call studio models this is like the this is our official paint job for how to do it and they love having those on display it's a big part of the crisis protocol community they said you know he said x-wing already comes that way so it's like we get the studio models without having to do the work so that's that's a relief uh i don't know 
I mean, I would obviously still play X-Wing if we had just primer gray models in a pack, but I don't think it would have as much... a lot less joy in it, though, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. like painting models. Yeah, I think I would have gotten into X-Wing if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now that I'm already invested, I'd probably stay. But yeah, I don't think They would have looked too daunting. I would have looked at them on the shelf and been like, ooh, that's a lot of work. Uh, and then yeah, assembly would have been even worse. Oh, yeah. gosh. Now, that's one of the things I always hated about miniatures for any other game or D&D or things like that was when I'd be like, oh, this miniature looks really cool. I'd get it open. It's like, oh, now I have to get super glue and assemble it. Ugh. That would be just uh, the worst. I mean, and the, the best thing about X-Wing is that you can buy stuff and immediately put it on the table the moment you buy it. Yeah. I'm glad they're keeping that aspect of the game in. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think the big thing is that AMD took over X-Wing, but they're not actually actively trying to change it. Like that was, I think a lot of people just uh, let paranoia get to them. Like they, they know what they have, and it's already successful. And you know why? Why break something that's that's working? Yep. Indeed, and it was a big change, so I understand why people got paranoid. But I don't think there was any reason to. Yeah. Um, One of the things that they didn't say outright, but that can be inferred, is that they mentioned that product coming out through the first half of the year, uh, and through most of 2021. In fact, will have. FFG branding on it because that's how it's in the development pipe. So most likely these three squadron packs aren't all that's coming out of the FFG uh, pipe. You know, yeah, I mean, we heard from FFG developers in the past that they were three waves ahead of what was actually out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think it's safe to say that there'll be at least one other release this year, probably two. Yep. Uh, and that they will be doing reprints through the year that will have the AMG branding. So that'll slowly start phasing its way in. And then by the time 2022 comes around, they will be releasing most likely the first waves that are fully AMG designed under the AMG branding. For sure. Mm-hmm. So out of all this, uh, you know, there's a lot of news that came out. What are we most excited about? I mean, I'm loving the new shifts probably most of all. That's just, I, I like seeing new stuff there for me it's canon um a scumship with force that's yeah cool for me. b also it was a great way to smack people with math over and over again yeah always use canon by the way yeah, yeah there's a big discussion on the fly better facebook page not to reference a file rival podcast quote unquote rival <laughs> i like that you think we're rivals but a uh, big discussion about whether or not you should use canon's ability and the answer is always a lot fair, of people. There's a big discussion, but the poll is currently 148 to one. True. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of argument about it. Depends on what mods there are on the attacker or the defender, and the reality is it doesn't. Um, the math states no matter what the mod difference is, if the attacker is fully modified and you have no mods besides the force, still spend Kanan's force to reduce the die. Still, say, what is their argument? Is their argument if the Offense is more modified, you should save it? Or because if anything, if it's more modified, you should spend the force. They are they are arguing that if it's not if the offense isn't modified at all, that you should save the force for defense. And that's still wrong. Because red dice are just better than green. Yeah. Yeah. Then the fewer red dice, the least damage you can possibly take. I mean lower the ceiling and then also make the floor more likely. One very simple way to think about it is that if you reduce the number of attack dice they roll, then you reduce the max damage they can deal to you, period. Straight up. I literally said that in our pre-show chat, and Alex said, "But that's not math." I was like, "That's <laughs> that's not that's not how that went." <laughs> Maybe now I got to defend myself. Let's see. 
<laughs> but no, you know, Alex is exactly right. <laughs> but yeah, Real and quick. like, sorry, yeah. Greg, go ahead. Oh no, I, uh, it's kind of irrelevant. So isn't Dale Cromwell uh, an aggressive ace player? Yes, he's a he's a chastity aster. And he's the one who's the one vote <laughs> against all of this. It's so it's yeah. just super hilarious that he's like, "No, I'll just say by force for defense." It's like, no, you wouldn't. Which, to be fair, that is an actual. That is a that is a discussion indeed. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the idea of Dale Cromwell even flying an Initiative Three ship kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, if you're trying to decide if you should save your force for defense or not on Kanan, don't always spend it. Never keep it for defense. If you really want focus mods, then take Moldy Crow and stack a bunch of focus tokens first. Or yeah. Maul and have a bunch of force too. Like, it's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess you get a second force out of it. But yeah. yeah. As we are saying this, the card has been spoiled for three hours and we're already doing the math on it. That's X Wing for you. Oh, yeah, like Farmer posted the poll like seconds after the card got posted. That is true. And then, yeah. But then I went and did the math because I like doing dice math. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's the math says always spend the focus. Mm -hmm. Always spend the force to reduce their dice. Always. Always. All right. Well, that's pretty much the uh, the numbers that we've got there. That's the news that came out this week. Uh, what's next for us coming up? Well, uh, this weekend as we record this, the Delta qualifier for the Flightcast qualifiers, which is on London time, uh, is this weekend, put on by Gold Squadron, of course followed by the Hyperspace Sigma Qualifier, Los Angeles time zone on February 20th, and the Omega Hyperspace London Qualifier, February 27th, with, of course, those Recruit Veteran Ace Championships in March. I'm already qualified for Ace, and I've already uh, still got a, a Sigma ticket, so I guess I'm going to play in that to try and get some swag in the cut, I guess. I get practice for hyperspace. That's true, yeah, for everything else being hyperspace. But part of me is like, well, do I want to throw, you know, get hyperspace practice, or do I want to try and play a meme list because there's no stakes to this one? Uh, I'm probably going to play whatever I'm aiming for. The nice thing about being no stakes is you can just do whatever you want the day of. That's true. Yeah. I haven't decided if I'm going to play in Sigma yet. Or not. Um, maybe. Maybe not. Are you just going to be happy with... Uh, well, no, you're in the Ace tournament I'm in the as ace well. Man. Yeah. yeah. I also hadn't paid for it yet, so I have no obligation to play in it. Um, it I might also... feel like I want the extra reps with the hyperspace list of whatever I'm going to fly for the qualifier. Mm -hmm. But we'll see come that weekend. Yeah, uh, Most of us are also wrapping up our uh, local league games coming up, so we will at least know who's in the cut of the league by the time we record next, I believe. Uh, the 19th is when games are due, so we will probably not know. Uh, we, we're, we're all pretty idea. much ahead of time. We're, we're, we're making pretty good time on this. We're responsible players. But there's eight of us. That's true. <laughs> the <laughs> other the other four. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we close this out, uh, any other shout-outs? Uh, Alex and Doug, actually, you guys have a bit of other podcasty type news. Indeed. Um yeah, we were on uh, the Lore Master Quiz. Uh, I'm sure people that are on our Facebook page have seen them post a couple times. Uh, we thoroughly embarrassed ourselves against uh, Ryan Stanazuki, the uh, current reigning Lore Master. <laughs> Lore Master Supreme! Yeah, Indeed. Um, for those that are wanting to check it out, it is a jarring difference in uh, 
tone. Stand tone than, than our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, but if you go in just uh, expecting it to be ridiculous, it's it's a decent one. If you know Doug and I in real life, it's a lot more like that than us on the podcast. That's true. Yeah, yeah that is very true. Um, um, yeah, so expect was- a lot of uh, insulting and uh, ridiculous questions that no person would know how to answer correctly. <laughs> I love how they asked you all the details about our own podcast that you guys had no part in whatsoever. I got one of them partially right. Yeah. I didn't even know we had a mission statement. I didn't remember we had a mission statement. It's that you, when you put something on Apple Podcasts, you're required to fill in that field. So I just like brainstormed. <laughs> uh, but it was a great time. It was super fun to do, even though we got destroyed. For sure, yeah, it was uh, it was entertaining throughout, and uh, I don't know, I think I think it's a decent, a decent episode. So yeah. try to check that out if you guys want to. It's the Millennium the Condor Ballad Diffusion Lore Master Quiz. There we go. All right. Well, while we're here, uh, Greg, any shoutouts from your end of the table? Um, my father, Bob Howe. No, <laughs> even slow, he sneaks it in. Uh, yep, that's true. Yeah. Well, Bob. I'm too exhausted from having to face him in two tournaments in a row. It's outrageous, <laughs> so I'm coming for Gold Squadron. So sad. Indeed. Well, you know, Bob Bob Howe is like our. Well, he's not really our entire podcast nemesis because Alex and I haven't really had to play him in tournaments all that often. Uh, not I've, lately. I've but never I have beaten a Bob. Great number of times in the past. I've never beaten Bob. Yeah, we have a running joke. Uh, today, I was doing some stats for all of our local players, and we realized that my weakness is having to play local players in tournaments because the only time I've ever won against a local player in a tournament was a win over Doug in a cut because it was already, I think, seven hours into the day. Everybody was yeah, exhausted. It was a one-day event. One day, one day event. We made it to the, oh, God, more than that. So it was almost like we we're close to 10 hours into the day. And I was getting that second win, old man strength, and Doug was fading. And boy, you know, I got lucky on that one. But I, I tend to get creamed by locals in tournaments. I've never beat Bob either. So that's uh, going to be interesting when we eventually all get back to playing in person and we can all get our revenge against our father, Bob Howe. Our father. Ward Bob Howe. How will be that name? <laughs> no, we, we said no how to. End of podcast. <laughs> Your bird. <laughs> On that terrible, terrible note. Terrible. That was a decent joke. That was terrible. You're terrible. For Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Doug. I'm Alex. I'm Greg. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Glad. 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 What? What? Bob, 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 Bob. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Toshi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Toshi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, on Twitter at Toshi Station XW, on Twitch at Toshi Station X-Wing, and on YouTube at Toshi Station X-Wing. If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Toshi Station X-Wing and toss us a few credits to help keep the hubs off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.